Hey, thanks for checking out our show. If you like what you hear, we have tons of additional content at patreon.com slash the media lunch break. Yes, I think. Yes. 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 Say that a few more times and I'll be done. <laughs> and I'll be treble. I don't get it. You're welcome. You're welcome. I don't, can you explain that joke to me? Yes. And using small words and pictures and graphs. Yeah. Yeah. Small words and pictures and graphs yeah. would be great. Yeah. No problem. I'm going to whip up a pie chart and just a pie. Whip. Whip up. I'm going to whip up. and Is that good? <coughs> uh, put, I put too much on that one. That's what happened there. <laughs> that was, it really, it took, it took it all out of me. Sure did. You okay there? I'm very sleepy. Me too. Weird. Me too. Let's do this quickly and get the hell out of here. I don't think we, there's a snowball's chance in hell that this is going to be over soon. <laughs> I could probably sum this up pretty quickly. <laughs> We could, I could probably get us out of this pretty There's a quick. bunch of them. Anyway, where can they find us? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Shit, look at all of them. Anyway. Yeah, I just explained both the main topic and the reading assignment. That's true. Yeah, really. Yeah, we could pretty much just cover both in one conversation and, and get out of here in about 35 minutes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many spiders. God damn, look at them all. How are you? Tired. Other than that, I was. I was. I was oh, there is no other. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay. I had Taco Bell for lunch, and that for some reason didn't help. Didn't what? I know. It didn't perk you right up. I know. It made me real sleepy. Really? Yeah. Maybe I have a heart problem. Somewhere around that eleventh chalupa didn't help. <laughs> no. Do they even still? Did I have get a, a chalupa? Did I get a chalupa? I might or have gotten a crunch. I think I got. I think you're listing off my order. Yeah, because I'm pretty I, well, sure I got two chalupas. I've eaten Taco Bell with you. All I have to do to list off your order is read the menu. <laughs> you're a real son of a bitch. You know that. <laughs> it's because it's true. <laughs> I, listen. You're a real son of a bitch. You know? <laughs> I just love the last time. The last time you and I got Taco Bell together, I got like one solitary burrito, and you I were know. just like pulling them out like Mary like it was Poppins. A magic trick. Yeah, it was like crazy. <laughs> I was pulling them out of a top hat. It was nuts. Yeah, and it just and at one point I think there were nuts. They don't even I know. sell yeah, those at Taco Bell. Them, I don't know. But I had them. How the hell did they? Those getting there? That was they crazy. Know me. Yeah, they're like, oh, we need to stock up on some specialty items. And they're like, if this guy doesn't get some actual protein, he's going to die today. (laughs) And we don't want that kind of publicity. Yeah, not to mention, he's our best customer. He's the only (laughs) one keeping us going. So we need to, like, work some actual nutrition in here. Somehow every branch. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just do my rounds around Manhattan. Yeah. (laughs) See, in my mind, you eat so much just at that one. They make so much money. They're like, we'll just spread it around. (laughs) We can't even, we have to like launder the money into other Taco Bells. <laughs> launder? Yeah. Why don't you describe what you think that word means to me, Chris? They take it in a big basket to a machine and they put it in a laundry machine and they put some Tide in and they wash it because cash is so filthy and dirty. Why would a Taco Bell have a washing machine? To wash all of the money that they get from you. You fucking got me there. There you go. It's that circular logic, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, how are you besides tired? <laughs> I'm fine. I feel like the older we get, yeah. the more we just have to add that into the sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Besides tired. Yeah. 
I can't wait to see what progresses after tired. Like, how are you besides dying? Well, you know, <laughs> that might we might get there. That's yeah. Oh, we'll get there. I give it three years. It's the weirdest top. thing okay. that I have spent the last like five years of my life mm-hmm. saying, well, I'll go to bed early tomorrow. And that hasn't stopped me from being exhausted. Yeah. Yes, I agree with you. Even it's, though I keep saying it every night. Right. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. I, I wake up every morning and I'm like, I've gotten so much sleep. And I wake up the next morning and I'm like, it's like I got nothing at all. Why did I even bother? Oh, I'm the opposite. I'm like, I don't understand. I got like three hours of sleep. Is that not enough for you, body? What more do you want, you lazy I son of a you bitch? so much. Three hours of my yeah. time gone. Pissed away. And you're still yawning. You know what I could have been doing in that three hours? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing I did. <laughs> Do you know how much Taco la- Bell I could eat in three hours? <laughs> and I gave those last three to you. So that's what I've been up to. Well, good. You know what I like about this? It's off to a riveting start. It's a rip-roaring start. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic, geek, and movie news, all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich. And I'm not going to lie, uh, I put so much into that intro, I ain't got nothing left to finish it with. My name is Chris Trebel. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. No. All right. Fair enough. You know what? It's your life. You live it. It's totally fine. That's your right. It requires energy I don't have. It's, you know what? This is actually the moment I think the podcast has been building towards is the moment when I tell you to say hello and you just are like, no, <laughs> the line is drawn in the sand here. I feel like the podcast is beginning to reach the ending, not with a bang, but with a whimper portion. Yes. <laughs> uh, but the good news is, so you're saying there's an ending is what you're That's saying. the good news. <laughs> yeah, saying, that yeah. all things end. We're pulling, we're pulling this thing into the state. We're bringing this thing down Chris, into this where this too landing. shall pass. Oh, thank God. Like a kidney stone, I guess. <laughs> no, that ends with a bang, not well, and a whimper, to be completely yeah. frank. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Frank was the name I gave to my last kidney stone. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You have it nearby? Uh, I do. I have it in this jar. Hang on one second. Let me let me get it. Here, I'll, I'll get it out. Ready? Can you hear it rattling? Oh my God, it's huge. Yeah. yeah. How did that pass through such a tiny penis? Um. Anyway, so... Andrew, should we get into this? Let's. You know, I just by chance have a mug with, for my tea with the word universe on it. Oh, and that's that's what qualified <laughs> as the mug for today. And I'm wearing a Spider-Man t-shirt. There you go. Spider-Man universe. It all works. Spider-verse. Done. Take the first half of one and the second half of the other. You put them together and what you got? I, I don't know. But something. Steven Man. Steven Man. The world's greatest superhero. There it is. Steven Man. There you go. Andrew, it's time. It's time to talk about Spider Man across the Spider Verse. Chris. Yes. I'm so tired. I know. I can see it. Chris. Yes. Here we go. Here we, here we go. Here it is. Here we go. Here, wait. Here we go. We're going to get a little. We're going to warm up. Here we go. Clap with me. Clap quack, with me. Quack. 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 There's a dated reference for anybody listening. Right, Probably nobody knows it. it. Here we go. Chris, across the Spider Verse shows a multiverse with endless possibilities. Is there a universe with an Irish Mexican Spider Man? 
Yeah. Is there a universe with no Spider-Man? There sure is. Is there a universe where I reach my full potential as a man? Anyway, the point (laughs) is that there are a ton of universes. More universes than you can throw a bagel at. What did you think of Across the Spider-Verse? I like this movie. I like it a lot. I'm not surprised that I like it. And let's be honest, neither are you. What did you think of this movie, Andrew? I liked it less than I thought I would. Uh, You know what? I was... uh, I like this movie a lot. I, and again, maybe this is because as tr- spoiler free as I tried to stay off the internet until I could finally see it, every headline said this is the greatest movie yeah. ever to come across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. And, uh, and then you go in and you're like, huh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the New York Times article said you will jizz your pants. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They put it on the front page. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But then I go in and I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, exactly. The greatest thing ever. Let's see about that. So I don't know if that was, that's, you know. You're like, do me a movie. Go ahead. Come on. Movie me. I dare you. So, yeah, I think that's part of it. But I also think mm-hmm. there are four things that I dislike about this film. Okay. Three of them are not a very big deal to me. Right. But one of them is... I want to say, though, I do like this movie. Right. And in fact, the first thing I took away from it is the movie shifts the rating scales in a number of different categories, like movies that were a 10 out of 10 in certain aspects will now be considered eights or nines solely because of this film. Animation, storytelling, coloring, character development, cinematography, voice acting, rhythm. It shifts the scales on all of these. Yes. So in many, many ways... It is one of the greatest superhero movies of all time, but I think I can say this cryptically enough that people won't understand. I think this is half of one of the greatest superhero movies of all time. And that's the big issue that I have with it. You know what? And that's kind of before we get fully get into it, spoilers and all. I'll say I'm pretty sure as we get into the conversation that I'm going to agree with that. There was one. It's almost it almost doesn't even for me qualify as a as a note or a thing I didn't like it's just something that I kept noticing kind of about myself while I was watching it but I'll get in I'll get into that and in I a don't think that this it is the same thing I'm thinking of okay cool <laughs> Well, then fuck you. No. Uh, wow. All right. I'll just leave then. <laughs> there you go. And hey. Take a nap. Yep. I agree with you for sure. First of all, there's so much about this movie that is absolutely excellent. And hands down, it is going to win the Oscar for Best Animated Feature. I cannot foresee something else topping this just because of everything that you named, especially especially the animation. There's about I can't even count, but off the top of the dome about 20 different animation styles that they weave in through this in different aspects. And honestly, almost seamlessly. I mean, you notice it because you're supposed to notice it, but they do it. You know, it, it, it is so well done that I, I, Again, I can't foresee this not being the one that wins the Oscar for Best Animated Feature. There was a uh, a review that I read. I forget by who. I think the guy's name is Jeremy Johns or Jeffrey Johns or something like that. But he's an, a YouTuber. Uh-huh. And he has a great soundbite about this. That is that he said it feels like you could pause the movie at any point in time randomly 
and print off that cell yeah. as like a piece of wall art to put in your living room. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. all beautiful. All right. So let's get into this. All right. So real quick. Are we in spoilers? Is that what's happening? Yeah. Let's just we'll start off and, and just say spoilers for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. So if for some reason you haven't seen this movie. Yeah, maybe go see it. And you're listening to this podcast and not just this podcast, but this specific episode that is titled in some way about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, and you don't want to be spoiled for this movie, I, I can't even say skip ahead. Just don't, just go see the movie and then listen. What are you doing? Yeah. But yeah, so spoilers for Across the Spider-Verse. So it picks up, you know, about what, what are we at? Like a year and change after the end of the first one. Uh, it's, it's like a year and four months, I think Miles says, when he finally comes onto Maybe, screen. Maybe, I don't know. I just remember he's a sophomore now. It's off, It's over a year. It, I know that. Start, and we start off actually focusing more on Gwen Stacy. And, and by the way, I kind of like that they, in many ways, they kind of almost trick you in that the, into thinking that this is a Miles story. And really, a lot of this is a Gwen story, which is kind of cool. Yeah. But it, it starts off with Gwen Stacy. We get a little more of her backstory. And, you know, what her universe is like, not just what it looks like, but also just like what happened to her, Peter Parker, her kind of like crisis event type of thing that that causes her to be who she is. And then we pick up from there. We meet Miles. Miles is now a sophomore and he's got to um, start thinking about his future. And then also he misses all his friends. He hasn't seen Peter and he hasn't seen Gwen in so long. And why haven't they visited them? Spider-Verse stuff. Yeah. There you go. That's why. And others. Someone asked me what the plot of the movie is without spoiling it. And I was like, I can't really do that. I can't really do it without spoiling it. Yeah, because there's so many twists and turns. There isn't really ever one plot going on. Yeah. Well, there's that. Also, pretty much from the beginning, I can take you up to, I think, like the first... 30 minutes. I, I'd have to look at my watch, but whenever Miguel O'Hara shows up on screen, yeah, that's pretty much where you have to stop. Yeah. So that's, I think the first like 15 to 30 minutes and that's or pretty start. much start. What's that? Or start like that might be where you start the plot, you know? Right. But that's what I mean. Like if you, yeah. if, she's, if, if your friend is like, don't spoil it for me, but what it's about sure, I'm like, I sure, can just sure. for you like 15 to 30 minutes of a two hour and 15 minute movie. And then I have to stop. But also like if you, what's the plot of this movie? It's like, well, a bunch of spies, Spider people are getting together to stop something. A thing? And so like yeah. if you if that's your plot, then it starts at that moment. You know what I mean? Like the plot right. shifts yeah, I know what you're drastically yeah. and it yes, goes in a different does. direction frequently. Right. Which I will say I actually kind of dug. It does at least keep you going. Yeah. And never one point are you going like, okay, so we're here, and then probably knowing how a superhero movie works, we're gonna be here in a little bit. And then there'll be some sort of a twist and then we'll be here. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't there is really no following the numbers of a superhero movie. And the movie is two and a half hours long and it does not drag. No, it doesn't. It definitely. Oh, it did uh, pass my test, my ongoing test. I could not go to the bathroom during this movie. Uh, And I had to pee in the middle of it. And I was like. Maybe after this next, nope. I, th- I think I started to notice right before. Oh, I started to notice during um, m- uh, the Mumbatan <laughs> fight. Sure. 
And then from there, I was like, oh, maybe after this. And then I was like, oh, no, they're going to explain the whole movie in this next scene. I can't get up. And from there, I was like, well, I can't leave now because now this is the best, coolest looking fight scene in the movie. And then from there, I was like, well, now we're fucking in this. So I guess I'm going to sit here and have to guess I'm just going to piss my pants. That's pretty much what I did. (laughs) Super satisfying, though. Not going to lie. Yeah, it makes you warm and then cold and then cold. Yeah. And then kind of itchy and clammy. Anyway, not the point. The point is, so why don't we get into some of your notes because I, sure. like I said I have like one I'm curious to see if it how much it lines up even if it doesn't line up fully with what yeah. yours are I've got some good some bad I've got a list of easter eggs which by the way there's about a million in yeah, this but I I've stopped got, I will say yeah. I and this is before we get into that now that you mentioned easter eggs I kind of like and again I think this is more on me than it is the actual movie's fault but this is one of those movies that I know going in has a gazillion Easter eggs in it. Yeah. And so the problem is, and again, this is more me, so I'm not even saying like the filmmakers need to stop doing this, but there's so many Easter eggs that I'm trying to look for them. Oh yeah. And then at a certain point I have to go, well, I just give up. I I like, I, I can't because I'm not even focused. I'm not able to get into the movie Yeah, because there's so much going on that I'm like, I think that was an, was it, there's an Easter or this thing. Maybe that's, yeah, an that's a good point. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, I was trying to catch guys in the background yeah, as well. And be yeah, like, is yeah. that one of my favorites? Is that, is that it? And that's part of the fun. But at this, but also like you go through whenever he swings through New York city, I'm trying to look, look at all the buildings and the signs and see all the little Easter eggs from that. And I'm like, I got to stop doing that. Like I can't, there's no way to catch all of them let alone almost any of them sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I, and so, you know, again, like 45 minutes into the movie, I'm like, have I really watched any of this yet? Or have I been watching the background the whole time? Right. You know, uh, sorry, get, let's get into to what so, you were going to say. Uh, it's really, really fast, but also yes. not afraid to slow down, which I really appreciate. It yeah, holds it your hand a bit during the exposition, but then once you're in, you're on your own, which is yep. really cool. Yeah. And there's a couple little pet peeves in that regard that I have, but it works really well in this movie. It's normally something that like really bugs me, but in this, I feel like it works. There's one that um, they the lines frequently overlap, which is normally fine unless it's like like there's a, a situ- there's a, a moment where somebody says, um, "Oh, uh, she rides a motorcycle," and the other person responds, "Motorcycle," but those overlap. So it's like rides a motor, a motorcycle. And it's like you didn't even know what that person was going to say. You know what I mean? And you're already responding. Oh, yeah, I know what you're saying. But yeah. it works like it's it's something that I usually look out for, especially in theater. You know, people right. are always saying, pick Jumping up your cues, pick up your cues. Yeah. Right. So uh, it's usually a pet peeve of mine. But I feel like it worked for yeah. the most part in this. The rhythm in this world, I, I think also that comes from the first movie as well. You've gotten used to kind of the rhythm of this world. Yeah. And so when they do that, when they're a little overlappy, almost too overlappy, you're like, well, that that's all this how this world functions. It just is that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and also like if they didn't do that, the movie would be yeah, three yeah, hours yeah. long. So yeah, I appreciate true. it. It's fine. We we're it trusts the audience, which I appreciate. We can pick it yeah. up. We're fine. I know that she is a motorcycle and I know what yes, you're getting exactly. at. Yeah. I don't need to believe that this person is earnestly taking the time to think about a person with a motorcycle and then respond. She has a motorcycle. We can just move on. It's not that big a deal. Right. <laughs> right. Mumbatton is so fucking cool. Oh, my gosh. It's fucking Earth ridiculous. Five zero one zero one. That Spider-Man is fucking fantastic. That world is really cool. That guy is a complete redesign from what it is in the comics, too. Yes. Like the, the, co- the look of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And man, 
They should steal that. Yeah. Because it's awesome. I'm sure they will. <laughs> I'm they sure better. he probably already has a comic. If not, then it's it's in writing like they're working right. on it. I'm sure. Because, yeah, because in the comics, it's just basically like Spider-Man with poofy pants. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, God damn, this looks amazing. I know. With the hair, the, the bangles, the bracelet. The, yeah. The, yeah. I was like, oh, that's awesome. That was really cool. Yeah. Like I said, the animation, the storytelling, the, the way the. I don't know, like the transitions between stuff, especially in the beginning and in Gwen's universe. There are moments where she passes by someone in a classroom and then on the other side, she's on a train like after she passes by the person and she's in her spider Gwen outfit and then she passes by another person and she's on the same train, but she's not in her spider Gwen outfit. The transitions are just really well done. It really shows you how you can push the envelope with animation. So her animation style, her world's animation style is this very watercolor, very kind of almost pastel-y, you know what I mean? And, you know, if you notice, like, the colors are running mm-hmm. as she's standing. And changing. You know, and changing, you know, and there's a constant kind of slight movement to everything. And they react to her to emotions, her emo- to, which to is To the emotion of the scene and, well, and, and yeah, what's going on. When she hugs her dad and she gets and happy. bright white. Right, exactly. Yeah. But at the same time, I realized it's very different from Miles' world, but it's still actually subtle and a subtle enough difference that it didn't. I didn't register it right away. Mm. And then it gets as the as the movie progresses, it becomes more stylized. So when we first see her. It's in this pastel world and you're like, oh, there's something like you don't quite register. You register like it seems different than the first movie. So maybe they're just doing it in a different style. And then you realize the more it's going on, what this world is and what it's supposed to look like. And it gets more extreme, like you said, like by the end of the movie, it's really the style really is keyed into the emotion of the scene and what's going on in the scene rather than just the world around. And you're like, again, it's one of these things where like, that's the way this world functions. Yeah. But I didn't notice it at first. It just kind of keeps going and going and going. Yeah. Which I really, really thought was like, again, that idea that even though for a movie that moves fast, this moves at such a slow pace and it's not afraid to just let it move at a slow pace and gently come across you and in that same regard uh hobie brown who is very cool and who i love very much but uh his um frame rates yes so like something they did in the first movie that was very cool is that miles when he's first learning he has a lower frame rate than peter b parker swinging through the trees and that was to make him a little choppier and it just sort of gives a feeling that it's a little messed up hobie different body parts move at different frame rates, which is wild. Yeah. Let's see. What else have I got here? There's a lot of humor that I really appreciate. It works really well, and it doesn't detract from the heart and soul of what's going on in the film as well. It's always in an appropriate place, and it helps to liven up the action a little bit. Okay, here are my negative notes. Okay, go for it. Keeping in mind that I loved this movie very much, I just have some things. The live action stuff took me out a little. (laughs) <laughs> you mean like the Venom thing and the yeah, yeah. Venom Donald, Donald Glover. Glover Andrew Garfield See, I loved at the very least I loved Donald Glover's cameo I, w- I was like that's kind of brilliant I think it was just that there were too many th- and that one as well has like a moment for applause like there's like six seconds of silence after yeah. you see him yeah and it just feels I don't know those three in particular felt a little space jammy to me the only one that kind of threw me 
was the Andrew Garfield one. So oh, interesting. It, so in this, they show like the the uh, so they're explaining basically the idea is that there's a what did they call it? Canon event? Yeah. Is that what it's called? A yeah. canon event. That every every Spider-Man has a canon event. One of their canon events is that basically like the police captain has to die. And that's a canon event for that Spider-Man. And one of the examples, and they show like a bazillion examples, but one of the ones that they really zoom in on is the Andrew Garfield one with Dennis Leary, which I, that is the only one that threw me, I think, because you could have chosen anything and you chose that you know what sure. i mean like you could have taken one of the characters I'm standing in the room the donald glover one i think was the most the one that threw me the most because it literally is just silent for like 10 seconds and we're just hanging out looking at like i was like cool uh are we gonna move on see here's the thing i didn't notice the silence because in my theater people did exactly what you said oh the filmmakers were playing on which everyone went fucking ballistic oh we didn't have that everyone's just like okay there's a guy i guess no they were uh, he popped up on screen and everyone's like yeah like everyone went nuts and so I didn't even register that there is a pause in there. Yeah, it was weird. I Very see. Awkward. I really liked it. Uh, but again, I didn't have that awkward pause. So maybe yeah. I was, it was just a different. And experience. honestly, can we move on from Venom? I just don't just leave it behind, please. <laughs> it was fine. I, I do. By the way, I do like that. The packet gum said Venomant, I think. Yes, it, it did. I was like, OK, great. I'll take that. That's that was fun. Fine. I was okay honestly, with that. if it was the only one, I think I, like at the moment I was like, oh, OK, cool. Interesting. And then we had like five more and I was like, uh, yeah, all right. I think this goes back to like sort of your thing about how many Easter eggs and references there are. Like some of them made sense to me because it's like, OK, we need a room with a million Spider-Men. Right. Right. Like we need we need that to tell the story. I don't know that we needed to see the Venom lady, I don't even know her name, Mrs. Chen, Chen or something. Did we need to see, like, does that make the movie better? A, a little, maybe? I guess. Yeah, but it also, but again, it's one of those things where it's like, it, it's, um, it's the good fan service idea that I was talking about, I forget, either two weeks or three years ago. I can't yeah, remember. One or the other. But it's the idea of like, you're right. If they didn't have it, it doesn't detract from it, but the fact that it's in helps it. You know what I, I mean? Guess. Like it doesn't, I don't see. I, I like the Donald Glover thing. I liked it on multiple levels. I like the idea of like, let's finally find a, a spot for Donald Glover to come in these movies, whether it's in live action or in animation, because he essentially inspired the character of miles Morales. So it's about time that yeah, we, I mean, we've already seen him as that character as miles Morales. No, as his uncle. As, um, oh, as his uncle. Yes. Yeah. But that's the other thing is that I like the idea is like, so is he is that that guy or is it a different version of that guy from a from a multiverse somewhere else? You know what I mean? Sure. Like, is there, you know, it's just a fun little thing. It doesn't. I thought it was fine. Well, that's fine. But it doesn't like that. But that's what I mean. It doesn't. I don't think it detracts from the movie. I it think definitely it, took me out of the movie. I'll just okay. I'll just say that. I don't know. It was it was fine. And I was like, yeah, OK. Yeah. And then it, especially when it's like so rapid fire and look in opening night houses in New York, you probably right. will get a lot of applause for that. And people cheering in fucking buttfuck New Jersey two weeks after it comes out. Right. It's just dead air. Right. It's just sitting there doing nothing in a movie that is so rapid fire machine right. gun. Boom, 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 boom. Stop. 
See, it's Donald Glover, everybody. See, see, do you remember him? Okay, and back to it. Boom, 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 boom. I don't know. For being like one of the only moments in a two and a half hour long film that stops, it felt very strange to me. See, it didn't. Yeah, but I didn't even notice it stopped. It didn't feel like that. Next time, I'll I'll invite thirty other people who and tell them to cheer when. Well, there you uh, go. I assume that's how you watch all movies in your house. Yeah, I mean, I try to. Yeah. Uh, I've been training my cats and my son. It's a good start. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. The, uh, the no post credit scenes, right? I like this. How did you how did you feel about no post credit scene? Dislike. Well, I didn't think it was a big deal, but I was like, really? Like even the last one had two. Right. So here's the thing. Actually, they were going to have a post credit scene and then they took it out for two reasons. One, they were like the way that we end this movie on a giant cliffhanger. What are you going to kind of put after that, they felt like that was like a good. You could drop the trailer for the next movie. They could, uh, but the other thing is they were good. they had a post credit scene in mind where, uh, but it, it was dependent on another scene that they were going to have in the movie that they took out of the movie. Sure. So basically, the spot there's a the, there was going to be a scene where the spot is in a bar. There was going to be a scene where the spot is in a bar. Uh, with a bunch of other villains and is drinking and then like basically like he takes it it's the old bit of like he takes a drink and all the liquid comes out of all the holes and everything right, and then all sure. the villains laugh at him and they make fun of him and they, you know he fe- he feels in fear and then the post credit scene after he becomes this other thing is he was going to go back into that bar and just rip shit up and just beat the crap out of everybody in that bar and you would see him as this now like intimidating figure that he's become sure but they took that first scene out of the movie they were like we don't need it and we don't have time for it so they took it out and they were like well now this second scene doesn't make any sense so no post credit scene sure and they were like we end on a giant cliffhanger you know even like i don't know genki playing his game and being like what time is miles getting home or like i don't know something small would have been nice but we were also talking about this with guardians where it's like don't give me a post credit scene that is just bullshit. Like if I'm going to sit there, make it worth my time. And if you're not, I appreciate the fact that like th- they didn't. Did you sit I, through the credits? No, I know. No, I always Google uh, the oh. credits come up and I immediately See, turn I on don't. my phone. I like to be surprised. And I Google. I don't Google what the post credit scene is. I just Google. Is there a post credit scene? Right. And then I saw no. And I was like, great. I could go home like. 10 to 15 minutes early now. This is fantastic. Did you see the mid credits? There's a mid credit scene? No, there's a mid credits. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. No, yes. I started. Well, no, I, that's usually when I pull out the phone and I go, is there a post credits? Oh, man. It was very beautiful. Yeah, um, no, this... I started. I was watching some of it and oh, then okay. I was like, Fuck I, this. but also I went to a late show. So I was like, no, I'm, I'm oh, you out. went to a late show. Yeah. So did I. Yeah. So I was like, no, I'm I'm not waiting for this. I, I stayed until the very end. And then I was like, oh, OK, I that's guess. The end. But that's the thing. I don't this has now become like a requirement. And I don't I don't think that it needs to be anymore. I think we can let it go. This is fascinating to me that you think Donald Glover made it an improvement, but that a post credit scene would not have. I'm not saying that it wouldn't have, but I appreciate the fact that they were like, you know what? We don't feel this needs a post credit scene and we don't have a good post credit scene to put in here. That's how I felt about Donald Glover. It's like we don't need him in this. But again, I'm not sitting for 15 minutes 
minutes straight watching credits to get the Donald Glover thing and then sure. go like, I, you know, if it's in the course of the movie, that's one thing. Yeah. But don't give me a post credit scene where I sit through an entire thing of credits and then give me a guy eating a bowl of cereal like that's yeah, not sure. worth my time. So I, this is not re- a requirement. And uh, like, I like the idea that they went, you know what? Our ending is so strong. We feel good about this. It's a complete work of art. Let's just leave it at that. We don't have to adhere to this thing that everyone is going to expect us that to do. we already did. That we already. Yes, that they already did. But they don't need to do it just because they did it once. Doesn't mean they need to do it again. Sure. It doesn't. It's sure. not required. It doesn't need to have to be. And you don't have to make a good movie either. That's not required either. Like I, for me, it's like, yeah, I, I like I think a post credit scene might have improved the ending at least a little bit. And, and actually, this is a good segue into. I have two big notes, and one of them is that there's no fucking third act of this film. Yeah. You don't have to have a third act, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But it, for me, personally, it takes a lot of points off, because, like, I, I like a resolution. It doesn't have to be a complete resolution. Mm-hmm. I don't mind, you know, that the two towers has an ending. Right. And then, but we still have to f- throw the fucking ring into the fire, right. you know? Yeah. This has nothing. We literally are in the middle of the biggest conflict in the story. And they say, see you next year. Yeah. So to me, I think something at the end, even if it's kind of bullshit, would have improved it. Like just something. So I'm not just like, oh, I guess. Are we done? That's it. We're done. Right. All right. I guess I'm leaving. Yeah. I, I, it's weird. I both agree with you and disagree with you. So I agree. I disagree. I liked the I love the cliffhanger ending. I was like, that's great. Let's launch right into it. That's good. But I'm with you. I felt and this was my one thing is that I, for some reason, kept feeling like it was the first half hour of the movie for literally like almost the whole movie. Yeah. Like I, I kept waiting for like, okay, and now we're launching into the plot. Well, yeah, the first hour and a half, I was like, we don't know what the plot is yet. Right. And I kept being like, what are we, one of two things is going to happen. Either yeah. this movie is going to just fucking end and I'm going to be pissed off or right. they're going to wrap everything up in 10 minutes and I'm going to be pissed off. Right, 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 right. I kept feeling like we're just, Still covering like the setup for the movie, uh, like all the way up through his mom telling him, like, you're not grounded for tonight. Go get Gwen. Right. Like that is think I looked at my watch. I think it's like 90 minutes into the movie. Yeah. And I was like, OK, here we go. Now right. we're, now we're then, going into like, another now universe. We're starting the movie. Here right. we go. And I looked at my watch and I was like, wait, we're 90 minutes into this. Yeah. Like, we don't have a lot of time left what the hell are we doing? Like, when are we getting into this thing? Yeah. Cause I know what the movie is. I've seen the trailers. I saw the poster. I saw the title yeah. of the movie. I know it's going to be about a lot of spider verse stuff and a lot of crossovers. When is that happening? And then it kicks in. And even that I'm like, all right, we're kicking it up and we're getting into, like you said, I, I agree where I was when that started to happen in that big battle between the, the amazing chase scene, basically between yeah. him and every Spider-Man in a spider person in existence. Mm-hmm. Actually, I can't even say that spider thing in yeah, existence. Spider totems. Spider totems in existence. I was like, all right, fuck yeah. Now we're kicking it in a high gear. Here we go yeah. into act two. We're going to enter into act three. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, okay. I'll see you in, I'll see you in a year. And yeah. so like, I liked where they ended the movie. It's not that I like the cliffhanger ending of like, let's end this 
on the with me on the seat on the edge of my seat. I almost said on the seat of my pants. That doesn't make sense. On the edge of my seat, where you peed, where I peed. And I'm gonna and let's end this with Chris sitting in a puddle of his own urine. That's how every movie ends. But I was like, let's end this with me on the edge of my seat. Great, but it wasn't. That wasn't the, the thing I had a problem with. It's basically like it's not a clear like structure and I don't need to be handheld through a structure of a film, but like, yeah, there's not really a third act to this. Yeah. A a good story has an arc that reaches a climax and then comes down at the end of the third act. And we didn't get that end. We got to the peak. We got to the moment. We got to the Avengers assemble of Endgame, and then it ended, which is something that I was reminded during that. The first time I watched Endgame, when we made it to the third act, I thought, oh, my God, they could just fucking end it here and I'll be so upset. Like when they when he says assemble and they start running towards the villains, toward Thanos's like uh, past Thanos's army. I remember thinking the credits could roll right now. And I hope they don't. And then we had 45 more minutes left of the movie. Well, I mean, think of it less about Endgame and think more of like Infinity War, where it's like that ended on a cliffhanger. I mean, but I don't think it did. But well, what I'm saying is it ended on it still had act one, act two, act three, and then a kind of non resolved resolution where everyone where the snap happens and then everybody dies. And I you think go, it had a great resolution, right? It has an ending, but it's not resolved because everyone dies in it. I disagree. Okay. I think it has an incredible resolution from Thanos's point of view. Yes, that's fu- okay. From Thanos's point of view, but I'm saying but as a story it, as a whole, that's why it works though. As a story is because it is his three act structure. It's his story, right? But it's still, you can still argue argue that it ends on a cliffhanger because you are not done with the story itself the story kind that we're of, telling but i disagree with that because at so the time right. so they didn't were, even hang have on, hang on hang on hang on at the time okay. people were like i don't know where this is going to go we were theorizing about like how long are we going to go before any of these actors come back did they just fucking fire everybody and now we're re-rolling the dice and getting new characters and what's going to happen with this we didn't know they were coming back no they said they were coming back we all knew that they were coming back they'd already announced that we didn't game. we assumed Assumed. Okay. We assumed that all those actors, we knew that Captain America, we knew that the ones who were alive were coming back, but we didn't know what the movie Endgame was going to be about. This, we know what it's going to be about because of the end of this film. I don't think that's true, though. I don't think we fully know what this is going to be about. Sure we do. No, we don't. Yes, we do. Okay, tell me the plot of the next movie. I can tell you what it's about. I'm not, I can't give okay. you like th- uh, the two hours dialogue okay, line by line. About? The movie's going to be about, about? Uh, Miles trying to figure out a way to save his father while also uh, making it so that his universe doesn't explode. He's going to defeat the spot. Uh, he's either going to work with his uh, uh, other identity because they're actually good guys and they're trying to throw us for a loop, or he's going to have to fight them to get away from that universe. But you don't know that for sure. You have no idea for sure. sure but that's what it is lean that's literally what it's leaning towards that's what it's showing to us that's the the next stop right like that, that's the next stop as when we pick up in the in that movie but that doesn't mean that right that's whereas something like infinity war has a resolution whether you like the resolution or not and whether it's a good like I think a, we're arguing the same point to each other because i'm also saying yes infinity war has three acts and this didn't right 
I, I basically, yes, that's what I'm trying to say to you. It's like, right. It, you're saying it didn't resolve, but it does resolve. And that's what I'm trying to say is what makes it different. It has a third act, but it leads into the into the next movie is what I'm saying, just like this did. But it still had three acts to it. I would say it leads into it, but it doesn't like foreshadow it necessarily whereas this feels like oh god we're fucking th- hang on this like feels like here's here. the difference Jesus this is Christ. the key this is what i'm trying to trying to explain this feels like the first half of a very long movie yes whereas infinity war feels like a movie i'm saying the same thing as you that's all i'm trying to say <laughs> jesus fucking christ jesus maybe you shouldn't have been fucking interrupting me every 10 seconds and just listen i was trying to tell you i'm saying this fucking hell jesus, jesus christ anyway good god maybe this will end with a bang and not a whimper <laughs> yeah yeah it's gonna end with me just getting a nosebleed having an aneurysm and passing out my point is that that's a very big issue for me Whereas, like, there isn't a resolution in this. Whereas, there is a resolution in these other movies, like uh, movies that have. I don't need the resolution. I, I do. know there's another. Oh, it's so, but I like the idea of like, yeah, let's let's end it strong. Like that, go, for me, that goes out strong. I don't know, man. If they showed Endgame in theaters and instead of the whole thing, they showed the first hour and a half, stopped it at a random point, and a guy came out and was like, "Hey, everybody, uh, the second half of this movie is coming out in uh, twelve months." Fuck off. I'd be super but upset. But this didn't end at a random point. No, it th- felt I don't random think it, to me. It didn't feel random to me. It led to something and then it went, okay, now we're going to kick off the next movie at this. Like, it ended to me, like I said, at the beginning of basically the third act. And it feels like this next movie is going to be all third act, which for me feels as somewhat of a letdown as the plot of this movie was to me at least gives me a lot of excitement for the next movie because I'm like, ah, we're going to have a, it's going to, we're going to get fucking into it now for like two and a half hours. I'm all for that. That also concerns me because I I don't know, like the third act of Endgame was 45 minutes. Uh If they had ended at Avengers assemble and then the next movie was that 45 minute chunk stretched into two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I want a two hour third act. Yeah, but the, it, but that's not. Yes, but we're not ending in the middle of a giant battle between two armies on one battlefield. Sure. We're ending at a suspensive point with all of our characters in separate locations that have to find their way to each other. Yeah, Sh- sure. Which, I, I, yeah. I, and again, this movie, maybe the next movie will have a three act structure of its own, because that's what I would prefer. I would like three movies. I think that it will. But I'm saying it's going to feel like it kicks into high gear in this next movie. Sure. Because you're starting. So basically you're you're starting at a high point and then you have to build from that. Yeah. Which I think it's really exciting to see for the next movie. Here's the other thing. I worry that in five years when I think about this movie, I'll literally only remember the last ten minutes. Like I think I'll remember like, oh, that was such a beautiful movie. What happened in that again? I remember it ended with that crazy cliffhanger. Like there aren't real specific tangible moments for me in this. Right. Yeah, I could get behind that. And yeah. I think part of that is because there isn't there isn't a resolute. Like, I don't know, man. Like, 
I always prefer my trilogies to be three separate movies with an overall arc, but each one has a three act structure. And this one just didn't. It just had two acts. And then they said, get the fuck out of the theater. We're done. See you next year. Yeah, I was I was OK with this. I, I like this. I'm like, yeah, we're going to it's You're gonna, wrong. No, I'm not. I'm really <laughs> yes, not. You are. No, I'm not. The, the next movie is going to kick in a high gear from mo- from frame fucking one. What if it doesn't? Then it doesn't. Then it's a different fucking movie. Who cares? Like, it's a fucking movie. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, it's just so what it's we talk about different. literally every week. I know. I know. It would be a real shame if somebody defied expectations and gave me something different than I was expecting. The issue I'm having with this whole thing happening with this movie uh-huh. is that a lot of the justification I've been hearing, partially from you, but also from other people online, is like, well, yeah, but the next movie will be good. If the next movie's good, that doesn't make this one good. Like, I'm not, But I'm not saying that this isn't good. I'm just saying that. I also like, am not saying that this isn't good. Right. That, but that's the thing It's like there is I think there's one thing that kind of, you know, made it lag. But also I respect the idea of like, OK, we're going to do we're going to it a was different enough from the first one, which keeps me interested. And I respect the idea of like, yeah, we did that. Now we're going to try We're Now we're going to make this something different. But also two, you are you know, you feel that you're in the hands of people who are like, no, we're crafting a full narrative here and there's a method to our madness. And I trust the filmmakers that they know where they're going. And yes, it gets me excited for the next movie. That doesn't necessarily mean that this was a bad movie and I have to sit through this in order to get through it. But I could do I could do both. I could say like, yeah, you know, there's it's like really just two acts and you're so it's a lot of exposition. But the way that they were doling it out, it's still compelling to watch. So I I will go with it because it's still compelling to watch. I mean, that that scene with them on top of that tower in Brooklyn is really touching. I agree. And everything. But that's what I mean. It's that, you know, as much as I was going, huh, I'm waiting. I feel like we're waiting for the second act to kick in. And then when I saw I was like, we only have an hour left yeah. till the end of this movie. That's odd. But I was still enjoying what I'm watching while I'm going through. Yes. It. You know, I'm still with, you know, enjoying the journey that I'm on. And then I realized that this is a part, a bigger journey than I anticipated. Sure. That makes me excited because I'm like, oh, feels like it's a bigger journey than the writers anticipated as well. But what I'm trying to get at is like, it's not that it makes the movie bad, but for me, it drops it down a lot. Like it probably goes from being potentially an A, A plus movie to being a B plus for me, which maybe that's too much of a drop. But uh, for me, like having no resolution and just what felt to me like no payoff Like, there's no catharsis for me at the end of this. And I I know a lot of people feel the opposite. I've seen a lot of people say that they loved the ending and they they would rather it be like this and not like, you know, have any kind of resolution at all. I would like some kind of catharsis at the end of a movie. I'm hesitant to call it a story. I like my movies to be standalone. I don't like it to be a requirement that if I put this one on, I'm like, well, now I got to watch the other one. The next one. And I can respect that. But I like the idea I think you could still, I mean, you know, this individually, I do agree with you there where I'm like, right. Could I watch this? I feel like I'll be more likely to watch the first one and then just skip to the third one. If I had to pick two. Yeah. Depending on what the third one is, I, I right. understand what but you're saying. Regardless, yeah. because it's going to be the resolution of the full arc. You know what I mean? Right. Yes, I do know what you mean. So, yeah, this one in particular, that's, and that's really only because. Like I said, that's actually not because of the cliffhanger ending. For me, it's simply because, like, there's not a lot going on 
for the rest of the movie. You know right. what I mean? Like, I, well, I and that's I, sort of one of the things that is hard for me as well, because it's so beautiful. And the way they use animation to tell a story is so fantastic. Right. But I also kind of feel like they could have cut an hour of stuff, maybe 30 minutes and then yeah. added like 45 minutes. And then we got like a three hour movie that tells the whole story. And then we get a different third movie that adds to the story. But I, I that being said, like, I don't, I do like it, so I don't want to mess with it too much. But again, this all depends on what that third movie is. Do you know what I mean? And also, this is a good movie. Yeah. So, like, I'm hesitant to tell Lord and Miller how to do their job too much. Right. <laughs> as much of an expert as I am. Well, the other thing is, you know that they're listening and they and they <laughs> yes. take what we say very seriously. I know, I know. So you don't want to tamper with anything too much. Well, and they did. Hey, they already changed all the sound design stuff. So there you go. That's true. My last note that I have, and this is more of a question the fucking police captain thing. I was running this by Mel and I was like, I don't understand it. Okay. Does it pick a random police captain? Just one close to Spider-Man? What if Spider-Man isn't close to any police captains? Do you have to have a a police captain in your family or uh, who's related to a friend of yours in order for that one to be the one? What if he knows two captains? Does it kill both? Does it kill one? If he convinces his dad to quit, does that change it? I have so many questions. Right. And I, here's the thing. I was actually, uh, reading an article that somebody put forth an interesting theory and it's basically that the this whole police captain thing there's a lot of holes in it and that's possibly on purpose yeah that that is not bad writing but actually good writing right and that it's tipping its hat towards something that might be in the next movie well i'm not saying it's bad writing i i would have liked a little either Either more of an explanation of it or hang a lantern on it. No, but that's a thing. Well, but see, I don't want to hang a lantern on it. Have somebody be like, wait, wait, wait. How does this work? And then Miguel O'Hara can be like, shut up. You're not one of us or whatever. Yeah, but I don't want that. I don't want you to hang a lantern on it. If you're going to if you're going to do if that's going to be a big thing about the next movie, because the idea is that like there's a lot of weird holes into this idea of the whole canon event thing. And so maybe. Miguel O'Hara is full of shit and maybe there's a reason behind that either like he's not the Miguel O'Hara that you and I think he is and something blah 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 and that's gonna get that's I think that may be a good portion of the plot or the driving force behind the next movie I don't want you to hang a lantern on it I don't I want to be fully surprised by that I I I suspect that that's what's gonna happen I don't know that for sure. I think this also just goes back to my desire for this to be its own standalone film. Cause I'm like, right. And that's a thing. I really don't want holes in the plot or I'll, I'll put quotes around them right. that are there intentionally for a different film. But again, uh, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but I'm, I'm fine with it. Cause I'm like, okay, I respect we're telling a full story. It also makes it very hard to review this film. Cause it's like, well, this might be bad, but ah, okay. Well, we should get Lauren and Miller on the horn and be like, you need to make better films <laughs> that are easier to review. Well, not only review, but but like if I didn't have this uh-huh. and I was just going, did I like this movie? I don't know. Guess I'll have to wait for the next movie to tell me if I liked this one, you know, kind of. But I like this movie and I don't need the I next did movie like to- it. But it, it is weird knowing that the next movie will have an effect on if I like this movie more or less than I do now, like this movie didn't have an effect on my love of the last film. What? Uh, all right. Then let me ask this. What could the next movie do that would make you make your opinion of this movie improve? Well, if they went over that, that police captain thing and it, if there was a reason behind that plot hole, like if they fix some of the plot holes, 
it'll make this story better. But that's not them fixing the plot holes. It's that if that was the point all along, then the quality of this film improves because those aren't plot holes. Those are story elements that were intentionally put there. Right, But there's still story elements that are intentionally put there. Not necessarily. If it's a mistake and they were like, oh, we didn't think this all the way through. That makes the movie worse. But I also I don't think that's sure. I don't think it is. I'm just saying you asked me that question. I kind of had the feeling that this was. Like when I was watching him t- talk about it, I was like, that's such a specific thing where it has to be like a, right. like you said, like it's a police And again, gun. I trust Lord Miller. What if they quit? I, I mean, God forbid, what if they get hit by a fucking truck or something well, and someone else like probably made That's true. But, at, but if yeah. that had happened, no one knows what it's about or whatever. You know, I don't know. My point is just that like, I don't generally like knowing that like, well, I don't know if that aspect of this is bad or good. I have to wait for the next film to tell me. Not necessarily. You could decide if you're like, I, you sure. know, I like, and I'll I'm, just be wrong. <laughs> I, no, but I'm choosing to go. I think that this is done purposefully. I hear you. And that, I'm just saying I, I personally, right, but that's the thing you're choosing to like view it as one thing. And I'm choosing to view it this way. And for that, and because of that in, and in some regards, like, I don't want to say improves it, but like it, it helps make the basis for how I view this movie. Sure. Or, it, or the quality that I feel this, this movie has. And I guess the way I view art is one way and the way you view art is incorrect. So move. Sure. On. Sure. You can say that. <laughs> I will. Okay. And have. Oh. I actually have another negative note that I totally forgot about. Um, Mumbatten, and this isn't negative, I guess, but this is, again, something that maybe will be explained in the next movie. Who knows? Mumbatten, Spider-Man's canon event, is caused by someone from a different universe. Yes, yes. Which is strange. Which lends to the idea that this This is all bullshit. This is bullshit. Because the way that he described, that Miguel describes a canon event, like that specific canon event is something like, the police captain is killed trying to save a child from a falling building right. caused by Spider-Man's nemesis. And it's like, well, that's not that's not what happened there. But also the odds of that happening to a police captain at some point. Well, is but like, that's the idea is that this is it seems like it would be random, but this is an event that has to occur. And that does occur throughout the Spider-Verse. Right. But. The problem is that, like, it was caused by someone who is not their nemesis, and it was also thwarted by and prevented by Miles. So it was caused by someone who is from another universe, universe. and prevented by someone who is also so from, from another, another universe. universe. It felt it, very strange. It's not even, and I think the idea isn't necessarily that the the person is from a different universe. It's the idea that the spot is not whatever his name is. That Spider Man's nemesis. Oh, the, the spot is not really the villain of, of, of Mumbatten Indian Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Spider-Man. He just met that guy. Right. And then he was going to cause a canon event. And then also Miles thwarted said canon event, which people are going, well, your explanation of that canon event, though, isn't what happened here. Right. And so there's some weird kind of there, there's some weird gaps in your explanation that don't make sense and maybe this is bullshit maybe you're making up this canon event idea yeah for to cover we'll for see. something I else 
Uh, okay. Do you want to very quickly go through Easter eggs now that we're an hour into this? <laughs> Let's go through a few because there's a. I don't have that many. I only yeah. picked out a few that I thought were interesting. Yeah. Go uh, for it. Gwen's Peter is voiced by Jack Quaid, who would make an amazing live action Peter Parker. He would actually make a really good <laughs> Peter Parker. Uh, trans flag colors are seen throughout Gwen's story, and they're a reference to how hard it is to show your parents who you really are because that's her oh. whole story. That's nice. Uh, she also has a flag in her room that says protect trans kids and people are losing their minds about it. The line, quote, I think it's a Banksy is a reference to the same line in the first film delivered yeah. by Post Malone. I love that. Yeah. J. Jonah Jameson played once again by J.K. Simmons. Always a pleasure. I'm I'm choosing to think that that is some sort of canon event as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's a he's yeah. a there's a word for them in the the Marvel universe. Um, the, the, oh, like Nexus. Con- OK, he's yeah. a Nexus being. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else? Genki is playing Sony Spider-Man 2 game, which has not yet come out in our Earth. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Yeah. Which is cool. Quote, a vampire good guy. I'd pay good money to see that. That's a reference to Morbius. Morbius. Nice. <laughs> uh, oh, Spider-Punk. Hobie says, quote, I hate the PM, which has a double meaning. He says right after that, I, I also hate the AM. But what he could be referring to there is the prime minister, which punk was uh, created because everybody hated Margaret Thatcher. That's a true story. You should look it up. I thought that I found a plot hole, but in my second watch, when I rewatched it, uh, I realized how this thing happened, and it's not a plot hole at all. Hobie built the watch he gave to Gwen from parts that he stole at headquarters. Because when he says he quits, he leaves his, his, his watch, watch yes. and he fucks off, but then he gives one to Gwen somehow. Yeah, he built his own. Right, so throughout that scene where they're showing um, Miles around, he's just taking stuff. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's how he did that. Oh, I see he's what you're saying. From parts that he was on that walk. Yeah, yeah, he's okay. just stealing stuff and putting it didn't in his even, pocket. I didn't, I didn't pick up on that. I was right. like, oh yeah, he built his own, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here? The therapist has a degree from Ditko University. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Hello, Peter, which is said by Doc Ock at one point is the actual audio clip yeah. from No Way that Home. That is a lot in that whole yeah. walkthrough. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and also the uh, the lines from J.K. Simmons in the Lego universe are also like exact, just Back pulled from the old from, movies. From the old movie. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there are hints that Miles is in the wrong universe at the end of the film, including a s- signs for Vulture Telecom, Electro Cell Service, Hammerhead, Scorpo, uh, a candy called W&W's <laughs> instead of M&M's, uh, a clothing store called Never 21, uh, and a poster in Miles's room that says Oshami instead of Sashimi, which is what it said in his room. Oh, and also it says it's sending him to universe 42, yep. <laughs> which is not his universe. Oh, and we got Donald Glover, which we already talked about, but that's the last big one that I have. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Overall, good movie. Didn't like the ending, but I'm still very happy with it. It's still worth watching because it shifts the scale over uh, again. It's like if we kept the same scale, it's a 12 out of 10 in like 10 different areas. Right, right. Awesome. Should we go on to the reading assignment? Let's go on to the reading assignment. The The 2015 run of Spider-Verse by Dan Slott has everything, Chris. That's it. That's 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 pretty much it. Nope. It's got it's got spider sense, radiation, vampires, a pig that somehow looks weirder without clothes on (laughs) and roughly six million other things. Yeah. What did you think of Dan Slott's Spider-Verse? Okay, so Spider-Verse. I, I I I liked it. Let me. I'll I'll just I'll put that up front. I enjoyed Spider Man or Spider Verse. Uh, I enjoyed Spider Man. You're gonna have to be a lot more specific. I like Spider Man. I like all the Spider Man. I like I, I like so some many. of the Spider Mans. I liked Spider Verse. I will say that 
This is definitely okay. First of all, wow! If you are not, I won't even say not a comic reader. If you're not a Marvel reader, there's uh, it's it's a lot. It's yeah, wow, it's, it's a, a lot. lot. It's just so yeah. much. It's just so. This is one of, I will say. As much as I like this, I kept thinking about the. This is a a, and I'll say this as like not an avid Marvel reader, but someone who occasionally dips in and has heard this complaint as well. And now for the first time, I think with this felt firsthand what they're talking about. The one thing that Spider-Man stories a lot of the time are so frustrating for readers is that, God, they take for fucking ever. Yeah. Like they gild a lily over 20 titles yeah and like years and so the one thing that kept taking me out is i is and this is partially the version that i read because it gave me first of all there's there's spider ver there's like the the lead-in there's the prequel issues and then there's the actual spider-verse plot and then the version that I had had all the tie-in like yeah, side I was stories. Say, there's a lot of tie-ins in the back, and I didn't realize what I was reading, but like until I got to the oh. end. So then I got to the end of the story. I was like, "Oh, that's the end of the story." And then there's like 400 pages of like, "Oh my god, more stuff." And I was like, "Oh, this is all the stuff they just talked about." Okay, and I kind of <laughs> like breezed through some of it, yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. "Oh, I don't actually need to read this now because I know what happens." But it takes forever because they strung this plot like they led. They kind of like started threading this plot line through what I assume was like at least a year in advance. It feels like the first act is the first half. Yes. And I know it's kind of the same problem we had with the with the movie as well. Oh, it is kind of the same, actually. Now that, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So because it started off with Superior Spider-Man and it was like, oh, I know. So I've never read it, but I know yeah, yeah. what's going on in Superior Spider-Man. It's Doc Ock, but in the in the body of Peter Parker. OK. And then it, that goes away for a little while and then it picks back up at another issue and it's Peter Parker and he's back. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck happened here? And I, I was like, Oh wait, they just kept going. Like this is, uh, this is not like just a mini series or like, you know, we started the spider verse arc through four titles. And you know, if you pick up every month, you're, it's going to lead you through and it, and it just goes until it ends. And then that's it. That it was like, we'll touch on this a little bit and then we'll let it go. Yeah. And then we'll pick it back up again. And that, and this is like, it's the same complaint that people had with the Clone Wars. Yes. And with other thing where it's like, just tell me a story. Like, just sit down and tell me a story and finish the damn story. You know? And so I had to, there was a lot of like, oh, wait, I have to readjust and I have to like, okay, I don't know exactly where I am. Okay, so Peter Parker's back now, I guess. So that superior thing is gone. Wait, now he's back. Why is he? Oh, I get it. I think as well, something you were not doing that you should have been doing. I suspect you were reading more from the point of view of someone who is more familiar with DC comics. And what you should have done is stopped thinking. There you go. (laughs) And you're just like, this guy's in front of me now. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, and you kind of and I've gotten good at like. Even reading, if I read a DC story, like a trade from a DC story at it from a time when I don't remember what the plot line is, like I'm at being a comic reader, I think you get adept at doing something like that. And so I can kind of go like, okay, so this guy's in front of me and, 
you know, okay, that's this is where we are. I, it was just jarring to do it like in the middle yeah, of for sure the thing where it was like, hey, it's this character. We're following this character and then stop. And then like two issues later, it's like that character that we were following. We're not following him anymore. And I didn't understand why. Yeah. Right. But oh, okay. So that's that's like my one issue that I had with it, which, like I said, is more like an overarching issue I've heard of large Spider-Man stories in general. Yeah, for sure. Like, just tell me a story. Yeah. Don't give me three issues and then tell a different story and then pick this thing back up. Just tell me the damn story. Well, and also, like, it's from, like, Spider-Woman and then we go back to Spider-Man and then we go to uh, uh superior spider-man and then we're back to miles and not just from points of view but like the collection of each issue right and that's what i'm saying yeah Yeah. it's it's more that i can i can go with points of view i'm being a comic reader i'm adept at doing that of going like okay this guy's in the middle of something and i don't know their backstory but that's okay i'm just this is who's in front of me right now yeah but like you know uh, then Superior Spider-Man comes back and they're like, he got lost in time for a little while. And I'm like, he did? <laughs> yeah, when did that That's happen? why I know, don't follow that anymore? Okay, all right, all right. And it, I adjust and I can, but for a second, I'm like, uh, okay, I got to twist my mind and get around this now. So it's, it's yeah. just that thing of like, it's a start and stop feeling when reading this. If you're not used to it. That does go away about halfway. Yes, I, I agree. I agree. That the other, I guess the other thing I would say is that, and this is the one thing where watching this in a movie actually helps because there's motion and different animation yeah. styles and everything. But like when I'm reading this comic, there's so many fucking (laughs) Spider-Mans on a panel. (laughs) And it's fun to look around the panel and see all the different ones. But I don't hear, I I don't have a voice and I don't have movement and I don't have an animation style. It's all done by the same artist. So I'll look at a panel and like, and they're all kind of similar. Like, you, you know, like, and so it takes a second, like you really have to draw every figure from like below the chest up because there were times when they would draw UK Spider-Man shoulders up and his costume looks the same as everyone else then. And I'm like, I don't know who's talking anymore. I don't know. Also, and they they kind of make a joke about this in one of the side stories, but sometimes some of the subtleties between the the differences between two Peter Parkers are very slight. Yeah. And I don't know who you are. Yeah. And I can't hear your voice. So I don't know what's going on. Like there's a moment. It's again, that's kind of start and stop. It's cool. uh, And I, I like this story. And it's a compelling story. Do you think this is another one that would make a better movie? I think it would make a great movie. Yeah, me too. I think whenever, and I know they're not really probably keen to do this, but whatever this arc with the Spider-Verse movies that they're doing right now gets done, if they wanted to like adapt this somehow, I would totally be down for that. That could be really interesting. Yeah. Or just the idea of just drawing inspiration that there is a villain instead of our heroes dealing with a multiverse, that there is a constant throughout the multiverse now instead. And so uh, like a constant threat throughout, which I think would be really, really cool. You know, that could be really interesting. And seeing this on screen would be really incredible. I agree. They could do some really good stuff with this. Yeah, because you could streamline all the all the notes that I just said. Yep. 
and just make this like one storyline and you're like oh this would be killer yeah. just to watch these the inheritors so it's this family who's going around sucking the life essence out of every spider totem that they can find and there's even like a, a an aspect of competition with them and everything you kind of get a feeling for the villains i will say i wasn't like I think one of the things that kept this from feeling like really like an epic story that I think they wanted this to build towards is like you kind of get a feeling for what the villains are, but you don't, you know, they don't really expand on it a whole lot. And so you get a feeling a little bit of the menace, but not quite. It's because it's a lot of like they'll pop in, kill some spiders and then pop out. And then it's a lot of this all a bunch of spiders standing around going like, what are we going to do? They're going to kill us all. We right. got to get it. We yeah. can't stand here. They're going to find us. And then it's, it's kind of like rinse and repeat. But you could build a really compelling villain around this family. This like just ruthless kind of gross family that just goes around competing and keeping score of how many spiders they've killed and sucking the life force out of them. Like there's something to this that is really, really compelling and really interesting. I kind of feel like that you could even do like this could be the like Sony Tom Holland, Spider-Man's Thanos. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Like you could build towards this. Yeah. If they ever wanted Okay, because they've talked about the fact that Miles Morales is going to get a live action movie. Yeah. And we now just introduced the idea that like, yeah, the MCU and this other thing do coexist in some sort of way. So if you ever wanted to find a way to merge that, this is the through line. This is the way to do that. You know, if you want to get Miles out of the animation and bring him into real life, like pull him from one into the MCU and make him live action through this. It totally makes sense. You could absolutely do that with this storyline. And you're right. I think this is, if you wanted like a Tom Hall, the Tom Holland Spider-Man to have his Thanos, this could definitely be it. It could be really cool. Yeah. And it's about time. Actually, Tom Holland needs a good, he's had good villains, but like he needs, uh, he needs a nemesis. Yeah. And I think it's, I think there that Spider-Man is ready to go a little darker and a little more adult. And this would be, I mean, that opening, there's that opening scene in the, in the like Renaissance Spider-Man and the Shakespearean Spider-Man. And it's just like, it's fun. It's a, and then the guy just walks on stage and just out of nowhere, just beats the shit out of him and sucks his life force out. And I'm like, that's a good opening scene. Yeah. Like live action or really, honestly, I'd rather see it in the animation style. Yeah. I'd rather see it animated. Cause that would be really baller across the spider verse. Gwen says something about a Shakespeare universe. Yes. She mentions that she was there and yeah. I was like, and, and I was like, Oh, that would be really cool to, I would love to see that and have Moreland just walk up and see that. And that's the opening scene to this movie. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I'm on board for this movie. So yeah, I like this. It didn't, I, I think I thought it was going to be a little more twists and turns. Yeah, sure. Then it is it's not really Marvel's thing. They do the punchy punch. They do the punchy punch. Yeah. And so, and there's a lot of punchy punch Yeah, and it's good punchy punch and it's fun. Yeah. Again, it's fun. You see a lot of the stuff, you know, you, you see a lot of the spiders and everything. There's and a car. It's, 
there's, there's, there's a pig. There's a car. Yeah. There's a pig. Uh, yeah. Spider, spider ham is in this. And at one point he's naked and that's hilarious. Cause you're like, Oh God, I was hoping that's what you, Twinkie man or whatever would be in it. But I did not he's see He's only him. in the tie in. There's, yeah. there's the tie. And you know, he's in one of the, uh, like the side stories. Gotcha. So I kept, you know, I read enough to see Twinkie man in there. That's good. To see golden sponge cake. Spider-Man. I'm surprised that didn't make it all worthwhile for the, you. It did. The okay. greatest. I actually, I read golden cake Spider-Man and I was like, well, I'm done with all the rest of the tie-ins actually. I don't need anything else. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Some of those were fun. I read some of those and those I were, skipped those. Yeah. See, I, I got to the end and I was like, oh, that's the end. And then I, I kept reading. I was like, oh, these are all the side stories. So I kind of skimmed through and you can find, cause they're kind of individual. Like there was one that was in the, um, the black and white, uh, uh, newspaper strip oh, Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. And that was actually fun because it's, so it's basically like it's it's six panels on a page. It's like one page long and it's six panels on a page and it's the idea that like the comic strip has to reset itself every, every day oh. because you'd read a comic strip and then it would get done and then you'd get the paper the next day. And so in the first panel, you have to kind of redo what the last panel was. And Moreland is so confused by this. He's like, why do you keep repeating what you're saying? You just said that I took your best punch. You just said that. Why do you keep, (laughs) what is this? And then he realizes like, this is resetting like every five minutes for him. And it becomes so frustrating. He's like, fuck this. I'm just leaving. And he just leaves. And he's like, I'm not even going to bother killing you. It's just not even worth it. Yeah. And I was like, that's, that's kind of funny. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like some fun stuff in there. And then I was like, all right, I'm done. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, but overall, yeah. I mean, do I recommend this? Uh, sure. If you liked across the spider verse, if you like the spider verse movies and you want to see kind of like where this idea kind of came from, this is a cool read. You know, you can you can pick this up, especially if you've already read some Marvel and you're looking to maybe get into some cool Spider-Man stuff. This might be a good one. Yeah. If you're if you're like, I didn't get a chance. I didn't read this the first time out. You could definitely pick this up if you're a DC person and you're like. I want to dip into Marvel and read something like this is good. Like I said, it takes a little start and stop to focus on what's going on. But for the most part, you can do it. You could, you know, you can figure it out. There are probably better stories for that, though. If you're a DC person looking to dip your toes into Marvel, might be some other stuff that's better to start with. There's some other stuff as well, but just because I know this is kind of like all over the place. It's not very focused. Well, it's a. it's it's a I don't want to say seminal work, but it is one of the bigger yeah. storylines to come out of the last few years. So like you could read this to pick it up, you know. If you again, if you're like, I kind of want to get into Marvel a little bit. Like this is one of those bigger storylines that made made some headlines, and so you can get into this. You can definitely pick it up. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I think there's better, more streamlined storylines that you could also find as well. Yeah, for sure. You want you ready for your reading assignment, sir? I think so. Okay, so in two weeks we're gonna see the Flash. I'm gonna try. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a Flash story. So I'm gonna give you Flash, Rogue War, Flash, Rogues. I think it's I think it's plural. Rogues, Rogue War. One. Got it. Yep, that's it. There you go. So yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be for you. And I'm interested cool. to see what you have to say about that. In conjunction, because we already with, did the one that this is loosely based on. Yes, we did, and I was like, mm, "Do I do it again? Why not?" But yeah, so there you go. There you have it. That's uh, is that everything? Oh God, I, I think so. It absolutely has to be. Uh, I don't know why I put it in the form of a question. That's everything. <laughs> 
Uh, oh, actually, that's not everything. Oh, yeah. Hey, Andrew. Yeah. Hey, Andrew. Yeah. Hey, Andrew. Yeah. Where can they find well, us? Well, they can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, SoundCloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break. We're on Twitter, where our handle is at Media Lunch Break. Head over there to see our merch. The top pinned tweet will be a link to our Teespring account, and we have a bunch of cool stuff there. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. You can visit our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash The Media Lunch Break. You can also send us an email if you want to get in touch with the show. That's The Media lunchbreak at gmail.com and we've got a website Ooh. which is www.themedialunchbreak.com give us a rating and a reviewing on iTunes SoundCloud or YouTube special thank you to Julie thanks Julie for being a patron and everyone else we love all of our patrons yeah um, as Andrew said you can leave a rating and a review and you can leave it right in app and it really does help and it helps people find us and uh, so you can go ahead and do that and I would do that right now just do it just fucking do it as always, if you leave a five-star rating, you can leave whatever kind of review you want in that box. This week, if you leave a five-star rating, just say that you're too tired to leave a review. Just put it in there, okay? Other than that, uh, we talked about Spider-Man and Spider-Man. And next week, oh, babies, next week is the best damn day of the week. The Tuesday news day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then following that, uh, it's going to be flash time. It's going to be flash, flash time. That's not what Andrew thinks it is. Although, uh, for both, probably his pants will be off. <laughs> but uh, here's the deal. If uh, in the interim, you're like, listen, you don't need to talk about the flash. All right. Everyone's going to be talking about the flash. Here's what you should be talking about. And you have an idea for what we should be talking about. And you got an idea for a subject. Send it over to us. All right. I gave uh, Andrew flash rogue war. He gave me spider verse. But if you read something and you're like, oh, my God, this is the thing you guys should be reading. I'm giving you a reading assignment for both of you. Send it over. We want it. We'll we'll read it. We'll give it a shot. Uh, if you're a creator, you made a comic. You made a pilot. You filmed a movie. Uh, you did something else. I don't know. You made a nice set of pots. I'm not <laughs> sure. Whatever. You want to. Uh, but if you made something and you want us to talk about it and you want us to give a look or a listen, to, uh, give it a shout out on the air and give it a little review and, and point people towards it. Send it over to us. We will talk about it on the air. We will bring people to you. We're happy to do it. We love doing that. Uh, other than that, that's about it. I think that's all I got. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be. It, it's, there it is. There wasn't a thing, and now there is a thing. Look at that. There's a thing. It was that simple. It was that simple. Do you think there's a multiverse for us? Do you think there's a multiverse with us in it? I mean, we're in it. Right, but I'm saying, like, there's just multiple versions of... Or are we, or are we a nexus? Do you think we're a nexus? Oh no, no. You see, uh, I have gone to every single universe, and I have killed every Chris Trevel. Chris Trevel sucking with a V. No. Did you say? Did you say a B or a V? It sounded like a V. I think you're tired. Oh, fuck! Did I kill the wrong guy? I think so. <laughs> a million you, times. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Is That's that why fine. he looked nothing like you? Yeah. Can I tell you what though? I've met Chris Trevel, and that guy's a dick. So it's okay. It's not a big loss. Fuck. All right. That makes it worse for me. Yeah, because now you got to start all over again. Yes. Yeah. And that guy, if he was a dick, maybe he would have helped me. That's true. <laughs> That's true. 
Wait, why would wait? Why would he help you if you're a, if he's a dick? Because he's gonna help me kill somebody a million times. Oh, I see. He's so much of a dick. He's like, yeah, I'll kill someone. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, you don't even want to know why or who. Eh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if he's too much of a dick, then he's like, I could kill someone, but that would mean I would be helping you, and I don't want to help you. Oh my god, you're right. I'll tell him you're Hitler. Oh wait, no, the opposite. What's the opposite of Hitler? Mother Teresa. Okay. Do you think that would work? Yeah, that'll probably work. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, uh, listen, the Chris Trevel I know, it would work. Did I say Chris Trevel? <laughs> I'm not sure. I think you did. But <laughs> I'm going to go back and listen to this, and I'm going to be like, God damn it, none of this joke makes any fucking sense because I said Trevel. <laughs> you know what? None of this jokes make sense either way you said it, so it doesn't matter. Anyway, I'm going to go into the phone book and find a Chris Trevel to kill. <laughs> okay, great. Awesome. <laughs> Tell me how that goes. Okay. All right. It went great. <laughs> so, oh, that was quick. It was, yeah, I know. I know my stuff. Yeah, it's true. That's true. What is this? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I thought we ended like five minutes ago. You know what? That's what she said. But also, in honor of Across the Spider-Verse, yeah. uh, I think it's uh, time that we get to the most exciting part of the show. And then I'm going to cut it there. I see what you're doing there. 